energy in the the arena tonight was unbelievable. It was crazy, um, and it's, it feels good. Uh, you know, we're happy that we're able to clean here and walk. We're happy that we are going to the third round, and uh, we're happy that you know the people are into it. Um, I don't think I've ever seen um, people in Milwaukee be so excited about basketball. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. It's playoff time. It's playoff time. The real road to the championship starts now. The Milwaukee Bucks have locked up the one seed. They have the big three. But unfortunately, Bucks fans, they dropped game one versus the Miami Heat at home at the Pfizer Forum. Giannis was taken out. Dangerous play. Charge. Chris Middleton. 33 points in 33 minutes. The rest of the team left a lot to be desired. They did not get it done. The Heat lost Tyler Harrow. All around, NBA playoff basketball is back. And we got to win a championship, no ifs, ands, or buts. So we're excited to be here. I'm joined today by my co-host, Alex. Alex, how you doing, man? KJ, I'm doing good. Happy to join the podcast. Playoff ball is back. Best time of the year in the NBA. But I'm not so happy with what I saw out of the Bucks in Game 1. I was expecting championship mode activated, and instead I saw off-the-couch mode, it seemed like. You know, a little yeah. slower start from Milwaukee, including Coach Bud. Disastrous opening to the game where the Bucks were down big early, almost, you know, 15 points real early on. And Giannis was out with an injury, and it was just kind of one of those sloppy plays that happens from a sloppy start. And so... I believe the Bucks will bounce back. I still have faith, but I have to admit my confidence was a little shaken after yesterday's start to the series. So I'm excited to dive into it and uh, talk about what we saw out there. Yeah, you know, going off what you just said about one of those plays with Giannis, luckily, Bucks fans, Giannis's x-rays came back okay. Uh, I think, you know, if there's anyone who's got a superhuman healing recovery ability, it's Giannis and it's LeBron. I believe Giannis will be back in no time. I don't really think that's going to be something we have to worry about too much. But going back to the actual play, it was really when Giannis was kind of attacking the rim every play and attacking the hoop because the Bucks were put in that early hole. You know, it's like the rest of the team didn't come out so cold and the heat came out so hot, meaning like the Bucks didn't show up on offense. And they at the, you know, in addition, they didn't show up on defense. They just frankly weren't ready to play. Heat Look at shots. Coach Bud. 59.5% from the floor, 50 of 84 Bucks fans, and 15 of 25 from three, 60% from three. Well, it takes no two D. to tango. I'm so sick of everyone saying, hey, like, they'll never shoot that good again. Like, if the Heat didn't have their career best shooting night, it's like this always happens against the Bucks. It takes two to tango. It's about the defense as well. And if the Bucks weren't in a hole, then Giannis wouldn't have to, like, basically attack the rim every play. And I'm not saying he shouldn't attack the rim, but. This is the current NBA. There are guys, whether it's John Morant and whether it's Giannis, who teams can't stop unless they kind of pull some tricks out their sleeve. And that means instead of actually go up to a contest to block the shot and block it like old school basketball would dictate, they just try and take a charge and have an extremely dangerous play undercutting these guys. Like John Morant, I don't know if anyone saw his play. That looked like it it hurt real bad. You know, that looked like it was super dangerous. Giannis, Giannis looked like it hurt pretty bad, dude. I mean, yeah, Giannis couldn't take that. He was in pain. That. He was and in pain. Just, the NBA's got to do something about this. I think uh, someone messaged us saying a good solution is they just got to expand the restricted area. You know, like, 
bring out the ability to block a shot. Don't just let these guys cop out. We saw it in last year's playoff ball where the flopping was getting out of control. It's it's just a lot of, uh, man, I mean, like, it's the, a lot game, of ref the game. Baiting. Yeah, the game is less pure than it's ever been. And I think there's a lot of people who have grown up watching the NBA, whether you're an older fan, whether you're like a middle tier fan, or whether, like maybe the younger fans who grew up watching it in like the Golden State Warriors era, maybe they can't see it, but the game is changing and it's getting a little less pure with all these charge baiting. You you call it great, Alex, ref baiting, but the bottom line is the Bucks got to show up to play. And really the only guys who showed up were Bobby and, uh, and Chris Middleton. And another surprising thing, I think it's worth talking about is Pat Connington didn't even get off the bench, man. And and he was one of the Bucks' most steady, consistent playoff performers the last two seasons. Yes, he had like a regular season that was a little, you know, left a lot more to be desired. We know that he could have played better, uh, but like he didn't even get off the bench. You got guys like Inglace, guys like Wes Matthews. I mean, Jay Crowder only had two points, big shiny acquisition at the trade deadline. The team's got to play better. It starts with the head coach. You got to get these guys ready to play. And if this was a series versus the Boston Celtics where we go down 1-0, we forfeit home court advantage. And it's like, this is the first round versus the Miami Heat. I still have plenty of faith we're going to win this series, whether it's 5 or 6. It's probably going to be 6. But you don't want to have this happen against a team like the Celtics or, God forbid, in the NBA Finals. You have to take care of business. You have to come out focused. And on the bright side, I do believe this is going to be the wake-up call the Milwaukee Bucks needed. Hey, if you're the number one seed, you might get a little high on your own supply. And the Bucks certainly weren't getting high off their own supply yesterday. Well, Giannis said we have to come out hungry, and that was the opposite of what I saw out there. Bucks fans, we've been watching this team for so long. So long. It's like Giannis, you see the parts in his game where he's starting to, like, force it, right? He's starting to, KG said, attack the rim every play because he feels this desperation to create offense because no one else was creating anything out there. I didn't really see Chris take over until after Giannis went down. And Drew, you know, came out flat. He shot 6 of 18, another situation like this. And I'm just thinking to myself... Coach Bud, it's like we're watching a replay, Bucks fans. Yeah. I've seen that before. I've seen that flat start, Bucks. Giannis, you know, drive it and then kick it out to the wing. It, like, no look pass to Brooke at the three point line. He was 0 for 3 from deep. It was just not clean Bucks basketball that we had seen. Jay Crowder went 0 for 4 from deep. Bobby Portis went 0 for 5 from deep. And so you really miss Pat Connington out there. And another player, Cage, who didn't get off the bench, Goran Dragic. I'm wondering, Bucks fans, like, like Jalen, uh, Javon Carter played 23 minutes and had two points, and Dragic can get some offense. Yeah, he can I, at least I, put up six. And, and I know yesterday's problem was the defense, but man, it's like when Giannis goes down, you re- you also need offense, and and I think the Bucks. Man, it was just kind of, like, disappointing. I, I thought that this was the year that they would just come out and roll the heat again, and didn't necessarily go that way coach Spolstra always seems to have coach Bud's number yeah. in a weird way and I gotta admit it he's got significantly inferior talent but I mean the guys were better coached they were better you know positioned they were attacking the hoop they were hitting you know their shots you know taking good shots and I wasn't seeing that from Milwaukee so Bucks need to really bounce back game two gotta get that winning game two or else it's all of a sudden down 0-2 going to Miami and my biggest concern KJ is you saw Giannis come down on his tailbone 
that looked like extremely painful. How do you think he's going to be in game two? And and do you have to expect Chris and Drew to carry the boys? Man, I mean, Giannis puts the team on his back like no other. And it's just frustrating because sometimes his teammates just don't really do a lot to help him out. And I think Bucks fans who've watched his team over the past 10 years would agree with that. Like, we, we have unconditional love for this squad, right? And a lot of these players have been here for many years, for a long time. But they need to do a better job of just, like, having his back, you know, and, and just, like, showing up, showing up, frankly. Like, Giannis can't do it all. And whether it's just making an open shot that Giannis drives and kicks to you, or whether it's just like playing better defense, or whether it's just letting the game flow through you. Like Jay Crowder cannot have only two points. Javon Carter cannot have only two points. This isn't PJ Tucker. You guys, like PJ Tucker, whenever he scored six points, the Bucks won the game. Jay Crowder, he can easily score six points, and so can Javon Carter. Like even if you score six points, this game is very much within reach. Alex, you mentioned the Bucks cut it close a few times. And, and I just want to reiterate, I'm not panicking. You know, it's one game, right? The Bucks could very well roll this team, and, and this is like them getting hit in the mouth, first punch taken in the boxing ring, and the, and the MMA, you know, octagon, whatever analogy you Wake want to use. Up. Waking them up. But Did they, it look that way, though? It, it's Did just it so frustrating way. when they always need to be woken up, man. Every single year the Bucks need to be woken up. And you can only hope, I'm going back to my previous point, that they don't start the game sleeping versus a ser- in a series when it really matters. Like It's going to be a seven-game series at some point. Boston Celtics, maybe it's the finals, but we got to deal with the here and now. And, and maybe that's what the Bucks' problem was up to this point is they were looking ahead of the Heat a little bit. Maybe they thought they were going to be playing the Bulls. Maybe they thought that the Heat were just another playing opponent because that's kind of how the NBA is. It's like whatever team gets up to play on any given night usually wins the game. And whatever team doesn't gets smacked. And uh, Alex, like anything else, I, I wouldn't really blow up the game plan or anything. I would, I would get Pat involved. I would we got to hey, talk on Pat because it's like we got to get Pat in the rotation, and Pat has to get himself in the rotation. Him not playing, it's like was he sick? Was he, you know, that is a crazy box score standout to me. I was like. Zero, zero minutes, you know, you don't really necessarily notice it so so much. But when you got guys like Wesley Matthews out there, that's got to be Pat. Like Wesley, yeah, you know, and Joe Inglis. Pat's yeah. got to have those minutes. But those guys are kind of, you know, they were minus 13, minus 12s. They're not meant for it like Pat is at this point in his career. And I also think, Cage. That's a great defender, too. Pat's a good defender. He can defend He's multiple smart. positions. And, and I just think it was just like, you know, classic, you know, once Giannis is out, no game plan. No game, exactly. no game plan, Bucks. Kind of luckily, Chris Middleton seemed to be cooking on offense, hitting some nice mid-range jumpers. But uh, you got to expect more. You're not going to win. You're not going to win against the Heat, uh, letting them do whatever they want on the offensive end. Got to have more aggression on defense. I will say one bright spot was Bobby Portis really kind of electrified the crowd. He's always been good at that. Bobby's always got that fighter spirit really in him, like Pitbull, uh, that dog in him. Giannis loves it. I love it. The city of Milwaukee loves it. And fans around the world love to see Bobby get hype. And you wish that, you know, on a night where he puts in 20 off the bench, that, hey, 
You, you win that win game. That, or even a night when Chris scores 33. You know what I'm saying? Like, every single time Chris scores 33, the Bucks should win a game, especially if it's a playoff game. If Chris and Bobby combine for 53 points, you got to get that W. It's the elephant in the room cage that Drew Holiday, he was a minus 15, and he had 16 points, 16 assists, 7 rebounds, so a decent stat line, but he only shot 6 of 18. Do you? I mean, Drew, not the start well, he wanted in his playoffs. What do you well, think man, about that? I mean, absolutely, man. And, and it, it showed last year versus Celtics. It doesn't matter how good Giannis is. You've got to have a team support this. And it's got to be a team-wide contribution. And the Heat are very different from the average team in the sense they're very well coached. And their players actually try. Like, they actually have an attitude where they're like, I don't want you to beat me. I'm going to come out and play more physical than you. I'm going to hustle harder than you. They're gritty, man. And and they always get – Eric Spolkstra always coaxes more out of them than the average coach would. And, you know, a lot of people are like – I'm not going to hit the panic button on Coach Bud because it is one game. It's one game. I'm going to keep going back to this one game. But, like, man, I mean, this guy's got to, like, coach. He's got to do, do better. And I can only hope the Bucks come out with a resounding statement game in game two because, like you said, Alex, if we go down Bad. 2-0 and we head back to Miami – like that, then it's a problem. Like that's a no sugarcoating it, Cage. It was a bad start. I mean, Giannis injured, losing to the Heat when you're the best record in the NBA in the first game. It's not like, good, boys. Not good. Yeah. Boys, we'll call it what it is. I mean, I don't it's know. A how bad much start. They, I mean, how much did you really prep for that? Yeah, I, I'm sure they had practices. I'm sure they had a shoot around. But did anyone take it terribly seriously? It couldn't have gone much worse. Like you said, we were, we were blown out right out of the gate. Kind of tried to claw back, kind of tried to claw back. We had the home crowd with us, but crowd was we got to do better. We got to do better. I mean, you know, the, a lot of people, some people were even complaining about the crowd leaving early. Man, I mean, the Bucks didn't really show that they were going to win that game. Uh, no. We'll see. We'll see what happens in game two. I don't know, man. I don't know if I, if I believe the other one seed in the West is going to be losing their first game. They, but, they, they won their first game, actually. Exactly. Exactly. Even the Nuggets, they won by 29. And I'm not saying that the Denver Nuggets are going to win the championship because, trust me, you ain't going to be hearing that from me, at least until significant <laughs> developments break. But like Alex said, they didn't lose their first game at home. They won by 29 at home. And it's just like an overall element of focus that you don't see as much of sometimes with the Milwaukee Bucks. And that's the problem with this regular season being so long and so much load management. It, it's like it, it, it brings up various problems. And uh, we can only hope they write the ship for, for playoff for ball is playoff ball. KJ Lakers knocked off the Grizzlies. Will that last? That's going to be a hell of a series. What do you think? <sighs> I, I have to admit, I was watching LeBron like take over the game versus Minnesota in the playing game. And Minnesota had like a 15 point lead midway through the third quarter. And I was like, I just want to watch the, the end of this. Because you kind of had a feeling the Lakers had clawed their way back Mark so LeBron. hard to get to this point. And LeBron <laughs> is just so much higher level than, like, darn near anyone on the floor. Like, like once again, he They're can't talking do- about guys like Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. I mean, LeBron's just bringing the best well, out of his guys. Well, and that's the thing. Like, like, LeBron himself can't do it by himself. You know no. what I'm saying? Like, Giannis can't do it by himself, but neither can Bron. Nobody can do it by themselves. What happened with Steph Curry when Clay was out? They didn't really do much in the play. I don't even think they made the playoffs. Yeah, they got James Wiseman the, the lottery pick. Yeah, yeah, but like 
it, it wasn't until that squad was fully healthy again and they added Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins and pieces like that where they won their other championship last year. But but you can't do it by yourself. And LeBron, I have to admit, he did take over that, that game. And AD, boneheaded play at the end of regulation to, I don't know if anyone saw that, but fouled the guy behind the three-point line with .1 seconds left. I mean, I don't even know what you say. We'd be raging if that was the Bucks. But LeBron, he was making unbelievable passes. And sometimes LeBron annoys the you-know-what out of me, Bucks fans, just to, like, get that out there. He oftentimes will annoy the you-know-what out of me, but I do respect greatness because if there's one man who's focused for the playoffs, it's LeBron James. And maybe the Grizzlies were getting high off their own supply as well. Um, I think so. Anything I think else maybe there? the Suns were as well. Suns lost to the Clippers, and you it can't seems sleep like on Kawhi. Kawhi outplayed, you know, everyone on the court. He had 38 points, five assists, five rebounds. KJ. They also got decent contribution from guys like Eric Gordon, Norman Powell. But really, I mean, there's no PG 13 out there. Kawhi, he took it right to the big three in Phoenix. Do you think he can he can fight off Phoenix, or do you think this is a this is a one time thing? If there's one thing I've learned. <laughs> from my time covering the NBA, is you never, ever, ever bet against Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> ever. You, you can't Don't sleep, ever on sleep on Kawhi Leonard. You will live to regret it. The Bucks did that before, and, and guess what? <laughs> we ended up losing four straight games. <laughs> I know. That was painful. That's when you learned how good the claw was. The claw. The Toronto the, series. I mean, you, uh. you found out that he was carrying those San Antonio vets back in the day. Yeah. Respect to the vets. You know, I'm not disrespecting Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili. But Kawhi then went to Toronto, and he put the team on his back there and won a ring. I mean, that was – You <laughs> gotta, if you don't respect Kawhi <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, and if, if you don't respect Kawhi, at least respect the interviews, right? Like, his interviews are something else. I, I, I really love Kawhi, man. He, he's like the prototypical 3 and D master uh, master model for the 3 and D description. Yeah. Unbelievable oh, interviews. Yeah, other yeah, scores it, around the league. Kings knocked off the Warriors by three in their game one Happy KJ. to see that. I happy was happy to, see, to see it, too. They seem to ball out. Do you think they can fight off Golden State in a seven-game series? Or you know, man, what do you stand on this? Because, I mean, Golden State, they do have Curry. They do have Thompson. They do have Draymond. They do have Poole, Wiggins. Is it they're enough? They're stacked. They're stacked. It's like the salary cap doesn't exist out there. But the Kings, I actually envision this series going seven. It wouldn't shock me if the Warriors win in seven. But the Kings do not like the Warriors. And the Warriors do not respect the Kings. And that's a good uh, recipe for a longer series, right? I think that the Warriors are probably going to get game two. And I'd be shocked if the Kings went up 2-0. I think the Warriors are definitely going to maybe win two. I think the Warriors are wouldn't surprise me if they win the next three. The Kings go back to Sacktown, steal one. And then maybe they bring, they like the Warriors close them out in six. Or maybe the Kings, by some miracle, win, in si- win the sixth game like the Bucks did last year. Or no, actually the Bucks dropped the sixth game, but we should have won the sixth game. Uh, and then I think the Warriors, my, my gut says the Warriors are going to win that one in seven. Although I would very much like the Kings to win. I, I really like what's going on in Sacramento. And it's like, I don't really like the way Clay Thompson carries himself, the way he just like tries to disrespect everybody. Bro, we understand you have a few rings, but you would have gotten. Opposite of humble. You would have got <laughs> yeah, he's the opposite of humble, man. And I remember I was at that game when the Bucks knocked off the Warriors 23-0 win streak back in the day. Bucks fans, I'm sure some of you were at that game. 
And Clay Thompson said, man, we thought they could have won with a little more class. It's like, bro, we're the Milwaukee Bucks. No one gave us a lick of respect back then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Clay like, is such a... Uh, not a fan. Gosh, not a fan not, of that guy. Not a fan either. But on the other side, Cage, Knicks Cavaliers. So New York jumped up 1-0 in that series. This one seems like a bit of a 50-50. Could go seven games. Do you lean Knicks or Cavs? Cavs have Donovan Mitchell. He's probably the best player in the series. But the Knicks have Randall, Jalen Brunson. Well, that boy I mean, Jalen's a problem. Jalen Brunson's a problem. And when I say a problem, I mean he can ball. And he's doing it under the bright lights in New York. Donovan Mitchell, I've never been sold on the guy. Like you said, he's probably the best player in the series. I'm, I'm okay with anointing him that. But, and Utah basically shipped him off. You know, like there's it's something to be said about that. And in the Cavs, it's one thing to win in the regular season. It's another thing to win in the postseason. You could say that about the New York Knicks as well. That, that's about the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> I, I, lean, I lean towards uh, the Cavs winning that series simply because of the talent gap. But Jalen Brunson is a problem. He might even show himself to be better than uh, Donovan Mitchell at the end of this series. That could be a hot take, but that's what the NBA is. It's a lot of hot takes. You see Perk throwing him out there. You see Stephen A. Smith throwing him out there. You see Shaq. You see Charles. You see Kenny the Jet Smith. Love those guys. Love their broadcasts. I mean, one of the treasures of TV is, is the unfiltered aspect of that broadcast. Please don't ever make it go away. Very ha- appreciative of you, the TNT broadcast. You got to love You got to love playoff ball and everything that goes with it. Those are pretty much the notable scores going around the NBA. I think, you know. Prediction for game two, Al, for the Bucks. My prediction for game two. Oh, man. I think the Bucks will win in a tight one, but I won't feel good about it. I think the same thing. I think, I think it's going to be a close one. I think the Bucks are going to scrape it out, but I think it's going to be close. I think it's, it's not going to be, be an easy series at this point. I, I just saw the Giannis injury. Ah, it's not necessarily one of those that you're like, yeah, oh, he'll sick. be, he'll be well, fine. Like, I mean, Giannis is superhuman, but Cage, that was a hard been, fall. That was well, a hard it's like if you've ever, you ever been snowboarding or something or, or skateboarding or something and you land on your tailbone, it hurts for like days. It hurts for like I know. Like that's why I'm not and, so confident about game two. Like, it's not one of those. He can barely he's, sit down today, man. No, he's, yeah. he's probably got like a pillow with him wherever he goes. Exactly. So it just custom it's just, bath bathroom. It's it's just fun stuff, Bucks fans. We're very happy that you're all here for the playoffs. Obviously, we're going to be ramping up Ike's Bucks content. You know that we watch all this stuff. We live and breathe Bucks basketball. Got these jerseys, right? Giannis jerseys. If you don't have one yet, keep your eyes open. Uh, hey, from the city, for the city, for the state, for all the Bucks fans in the world, we thank you for joining us. Fear the deer forever. You're now listening to Ike Music. Personal success does not guarantee team success. What leadership comes down to is about understanding that, hey, look, as a leader, I know... I couldn't do it without you, and you couldn't do it without me. Yeah, I could see you, yeah, I could see. Yeah, flying overseas, yeah, I can sleep. Think I might take the berries just so I can sleep. Yeah, fall into my dreams, kill me, I'ma keep coming back. Yeah. Hey.
Yeah, flying overseas, yeah, I can't sleep Think I might take the pills just so I can sleep Yeah, fall into my dreams, kill me, I'ma keep coming back Oh yeah, oh yeah I might take the pills just so I can sleep Yeah, fall into my dreams, kill me, I'ma keep coming back Oh yeah, oh yeah